Ghost on the Moon presents another ghetto and godly. No, no. Ghost on the Moon Studios presents. Oh, okay. Start it out there. <laughs> nah, go. Ghost on the Moon Studio presents another ghetto and godly. Oh, wow, wow, wow. What it do, congregation? How you guys doing out there? I'm your host, Keisha, Dr. Key, in the building with your main, main thing, Auntie Mimi. I'm going to introduce myself, and okay. I'm Auntie Mimi, Auntie. the big shit talker. Where you from? And the big shit walker. My mama. Where you from? My mama and my daddy. Mm. Where your daddy from? And my daddy. You ain't got to say their name. Now people going to be looking, looking for that. K-West. All right. MIP. What is the day today? Is the first of the month? It is December, December first, two thousand and twenty. And I hope I hope everybody's blessed. I hope everybody's not stressed. And let me tell you a little secret: you can't be blessed and stressed. You got to pick one. So if you're stressed, you're missing out on your blessings. Don't don't give it give it to God. Give it to God. Today's show is entitled. What is it entitled? No role models. Damn. I picked that based on one of my favorite um, hip hop albums of like my top ten hip hop albums. Um, J Cole, Four Seal Drive. And I just felt like it was near and dear to my heart, especially closing out this year, 2020. It's been a lot of shit going on, a lot of bullshit. Um, to really just touch on like role models, like what is a role model? So we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, we're gonna get. It's been a minute since we sat down and do a sh- did the show, y'all. So bear with this congregation. And um, we're gonna touch on Gucci versus Jeezy. Gucci. Gucci versus Jeezy. Versus. I think the versus was good for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Especially with us losing all the Look at my artists. opponent. <laughs> and um, I, I definitely think, you know what I'm saying, for me, like, you know, I'm in a different a different mind space in this age. What's that? So, like, it's, it's a more mind, more mature mind space. Mm-hmm. So, I look at everything as entertainment. And Gucci Mane definitely entertained us. You know what I'm saying? But... Ultimately, ten thousand dollars worth. Ultimately, you <laughs> know what I'm saying. My outfit cost ten thousand dollars. Jeezy, music wise, and you know what I'm saying, music wise, and you know what I'm saying, more of humbleness. He showed a lot of humbleness doing that verses because Gucci Mane was trying to just pull his heart out, man. Who did Jeezy show? Yeah, G- yeah, Jeezy showed a lot of humbleness. He showed how humble he is. He showed how mature he is. Yeah. He showed his growth. Which I thought was dope for black men, um, especially, you know, to be a role model. Right. And and show that, okay, you can come from the streets, but you ain't got to still be there. You Mm -hmm. get to be. It's the mentality thing. So, I thought that was dope. I thoroughly enjoyed that versus um, Dr. Dr. Kino. Like, I am a hip-hop fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Jeezy's like my top, in my top five rappers. But, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I appreciate it. Just for the culture to even see that. Like, if you, if you grew up in the early 2000s, like, like, this beat is, like, deeply rooted. So, to actually see these two, these two kings come together on one stage, um, Magic City, um, in Atlanta, come together, and, um, you know, just, just go back and forth. I thought it was super dope. It was a minute where it got a little shaky. It got a little shaky. When did, where, when, when did, you know, when did it get shaky? When we, I thought something was going to pop off. When? Um, right before Jeezy performed, um, I'm the realest nigga in it. Y'all already want to have the, when they exchange those words. And Jeezy was trying to tell him, like, when I came to you as a man, I extended the olive branch. I didn't, I didn't want to come here on no bullshit. Wait, so when he was talking about Jeezy's dead homie, Popolo. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, we and it, we knew he was going to play that of course. song. Um, but it was just dope to see, like, the growth of Jeezy and how he didn't react to it. How he didn't bother him. Unbothered. 
Un- unbothered. So. I got and you. he didn't have a whole bunch of niggas with him, like, to get you. So, I thought that was, like, okay. Like, this is, this man, he know, he had one, he had one, one security that we saw in a suit that was ready. He wasn't vibing, turn on music. He was ready for whatever, so. Mm. Yeah, that's all it took. That's all it took. One nigga. One nigga, huh? <laughs> one gorilla. Who won? Who won the verses? Man, you know who won the verses. Anybody with a musical <laughs> musical ear know who won the verses. Jeezy, Jeezy yeah, of course. Jeezy got the hits, man. He ain't even had to play all his hits. You know what I'm saying? But he definitely won that verses. You know what I'm saying? Like Gucci, like I said, Gucci Mane did entertain us as far as the, you know, the entertaining aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like entertainment is funny. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like it was gangster and it was it was funny. And he definitely entertained us. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, who you think the next one will be? You think the T.I. Little Wayne was going to be anything? Uh, I would like to see that. Um, T.I. Little Wayne. I do want to see that. But I don't think Little Wayne... I think Little Wayne is really, really out of touch with music like on purpose uh on purpose on purpose have you listened to what was it the three that came out no no like the last couple days like i just don't give a fuck about little wayne at this point with the whole trump thing and you know there is, let me tell you like he was supposed to perform during the roy jones and uh, tyson fight he pulled out the last minute like i i honestly don't care about wayne damn as an artist as a, what was that on? As a label in it. <laughs> Damn. You know what though? What I thought about? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Three Kings was like the first like original verses with the comedians? Because it was like you know Kings every of yeah the Three Kings of Comedy because like every it was uh, three. It was DL. It was three. It was DL. There was uh, Cedric. Cedric and Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. There's Three Kings. It wasn't called Three Kings. It was called the Kings of Comedy. But, and Bernie Mac. So it wasn't oh, so three. So even with that, though. Great. I mean, cool. Kings of Comedy. Do you think that was like kind of like a versus? Because everybody had, they were all on the show together. Everybody had their time slots. It wasn't like, you know, you do a joke, you do a joke. But it pretty much was like, you know, you're going to do your jokes before me. I'm going to do my jokes after you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not really going to. I think, I mean, I wouldn't say a versus, but I think that that was a display of like how black people, talented black people can come together on in, in one stage or under one roof and and have um, and, and do it and put on a great show for the fans that want to see both or all of these people perform. And so I thought that was dope. Okay. okay. I want to watch that now. You want to watch that now? Okay, cookie. You want to watch that now? Look at me, man. I'll be doing it. Speaking of comedy, Kevin Hart. Uh, he released his latest stand-up show on Netflix. Um, what is it called? Zero Bucks? Um, or something to that effect. Um, which he did a stand-up comedy at his home. or in his space at his home. That was the coolest part of the show. That it was at his home? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's getting mixed reviews. We know. What did you think about Kevin's part? I'm more funny than that. <laughs> I'm just being like fucking real, like. You're more funny than that special. Man, that inspired me to do me a special, like shit. When who come on? You are pretty funny when you're tr- not trying to be funny. I'm never trying to be funny. I'm just like funny. when you're just talking, like your regular conversation. <laughs> shit is funny. That's me. I don't ever, like I said, I don't try to thank you. But I don't you never don't try to be funny, baby. I'm just, you know, it just comes out. Um, I had to turn it off. It was painful. It was like, okay, like, what are we doing? And I'm a, I was a Kevin Hart. Like, we went to go see Kevin Hart. Oh, Kevin Hart, nuts. <clears throat> no, I, I was, a, I, I like Kevin Hart, but, um, I don't know. Like, it was just uncomfortable. Like, it wasn't funny. Um, I just think in this climate, if you are going to, um, put out a special or stand on a platform and be a comedian. Even 
though he talked about coronavirus, um, I just think that you, I think it's it's your duty to to still talk about like what's really going on, right? And and relate it back to comedy and you know vice versa. So I don't know. I think he missed the mark on that one. For real? Yeah. I think mark? he did. I think he did. Um, and then he made a video saying that he don't give a fuck and that how. You know, Twitter and people are saying, like, Mr. O. Kevin Hart, well, I don't give a fuck. And, you know, he says he has zero fucks to give. Which shows, like, he don't, he does give, he gives all the fucks. And which he should. Like, you make a living off making people laugh. Right. And you had um, less than great reviews on your latest specials. So that means that you got to go back to, uh, go back to the drawing board and figure out what people want to hear from you. I mean, Mike, um, not Mike Epps, um, Dave Chappelle did. Right. You know, he's relevant because he, he, his topics are relevant, so. I don't know, he's got to figure it out. Figure it out. Motherfucker, he should. daughter and a hoe is not, like. He should have came out there talking about motherfucking, uh, uh, the XRP. <laughs> yeah, he should have come out there talking about some relevant shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what you think about like you know what I'm saying some real shit? I don't like to cut it to real shit, y'all. In the middle of the show, but our show is called Get Tote and Godly. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Do you think like the rap game is real? Really like not even just the rap game. I'll say the music game as a whole because I don't want to label the rap game. But the music game, do you really think the music game is satanic? Um, um, do I think that it's satanic? Um, I think that it's satanic and selling your soul is in the terms of what people, celebrities, are willing to do to stay relevant. Yeah. Do I think that it's like a ritual, like you go into this room and you have to drink baby's blood and like, you know, be um, ushered into the Illuminati and all that shit with niggas wearing robes and stuff open over their heads. Um, nah, I don't think that. But I think that the music in, um, industry and the entertainment industry as a whole, because you can't forget about Hollywood, is uh, wicked in the way that it celebrates and magnifies um, things that don't elevate and uplift people. Like, it glorifies being a hoe. It glorifies being dumb. Um, it glorifies, you know, just looking good and, like, making sure your pieces is hitting and you know, um, you know, just like shit that everyday people like they can't make use of. And if you're gullible or if you don't have any role models, then you're going to look up to these people that don't mean you well. They're just they're promoting to you and they're entertaining you and they really don't either give a fuck or they're they're forced to do this and promote this and and be this image because this is what sells and this is what people want to see. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I do think that is satanic. Yeah, you went, like, all the way. <laughs> extremely, extremely deep. Because, like, to, like, just, like, to be honest with you, like, like, some, you know what I'm saying, like, some stuff, like, it, it it won't it won't even be like it won't be necessarily like involved with you know what I'm saying music you know you can have like any aspect of life with with that coming you know what I'm saying like people trying to buy diamonds people trying to buy jewelry people trying to buy um, you know nice things whatever house whatever you don't have to be at a music game about that kind of stuff you know you don't even have to be at a music game to ultimately like to you know yeah, to be successful no, or to or, or to even um to to be a satanist you know what i'm saying and, and to be mm-hmm. and but with the music game like when, when i say like you know what i'm saying like it's uh satanic i mean like it focuses on death 
you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it like, really focuses on depth, and it, like, puts a magnifying glass on it. Like, even to the point to where artists, you know what I'm saying, in a certain area will, will claim a body that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they say they Which probably... They, and, yeah. that's what, and that's what music, not to cut you off, right, but that's what music Researching a lot of shit, like especially with a lot of murders going on, because I know I know if you are aware, if you're paying attention, I know y'all see like you know every couple of weeks, huh? Another artist is getting Which murdered. Which is crazy, like 2020 is Yeah, they just been killing artists like left and right. Shit is crazy. And it, you know, and it may be, it, it may be, I just I don't know, but it may be uh, a hit on rappers. Like, oh, you up and coming? Oh, you got a following? Let me check out a policy. That's crazy. Or even, not even like the head, like not even like in the entertainment. It could be niggas in your neighborhood or your your family. That's like, that's why I look at. I, I feel like it just like you know at, at this moment, you know, a lot of artists are hard. hard. Like people are. It, I don't. I think now, like I'm not surprised about what motherfuckers are willing to do for a buck. Right, and then like I said, like artists like they're not on the road, you know what I'm saying? Because there's no shows. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, you know, people be out, and anybody, anybody can be touched. And it's then, it's, and and if you already live a reckless life, like say you're the rapper and you live a reckless life, and you, you know, gang bang or whatever, if you are beefing with niggas, like that makes it even easier. Like you are an easy target. Knock your ass off. We don't know who did it. Yeah, it yeah. Be anybody. Yeah, and and the claim, crazy thing about it, man, a lot of people will be willing to stand up and claim your body if you game back in, just to say that they did it. And they, for me, they didn't have to be the one that had anything to do with it. I watched that horrible ass fight. I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Why was it horrible? I mean, I it. it wasn't nothing like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Mike. It wasn't like, I, I, I know why. Of course, but it, it's like, it kind of hurt my eyes. I'd rather them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, had like some old motherfuckers in it, like Jake Paul. I find they should do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mike Tyson could be like a coach, Roy Jones can be a coach, kind of like Ultimate Fighter. But, like, really pick, like, people off the street. You know what I'm saying? That really ain't got no experience. And then put them in the ring and let them fight. How, why? How? Not if I'm saying that you not listen to me. They're going to train them. That's why I said that, that Mike Tyson going to be the coach. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got to fight. I would rather that. I would love to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, see them as coaches. And they pick random fighters, and they build them up, and they fight against. I just don't want the fighters to have no fight experience. Like, I feel like that takes the fun out of it. It takes the entertainment part out of it. Because we can really see people get really, like, build into fighters. Kind of like what Jake Paul did with himself, the YouTuber. Mm-hmm. What did he do? You know, he turned himself into a fighter. He wasn't a fighter originally. He was a YouTuber. Oh. Yeah, and then he got to a point to where he wanted to. They say he's been fighting on YouTube for, like, a minute and, like, a couple years. But on YouTube, yep. For money, like even like fighters, like he, he want to fight uh Floyd Mayweather, he want to fight uh kind of yeah yeah hell no. Nah. But Mike Tyson said you never know. They were like like shit with him knocking out Nate. They were like maybe a possibility. Yeah. Man, he not Nate. Man, he sent Nate ass to sleep. <laughs> They should have been prepared for that shit, man. Like, you weren't ready. Like, you gotta, you shouldn't know what you were going against, bro. Somebody gassed him. Who gassed? Mm-hmm. Get your mans. That shit was embarrassing, <laughs> though. Jay Paul loved that shit. <laughs> he loved every bit of it. So, even though Roy Jones and Mike Tyson fight was a draw, who do you think 
to be honest with you, from what I've seen, Mike can move like Roy move a little bit faster than Mike. You know, Roy a little bit younger than Mike. Roy gon' ball. Roy got. Yeah, Roy retired a few years a few years back. Mike been retired. He's moving a little faster. But Roy didn't want to catch that punch, though. That's what it was, too, though. Ha! That's probably what it was. He said he was high. He said it was high. That's probably what it was. What was it? What do you mean? That motherfucker was slow motion. Who, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slow and powerful. Like, slow and powerful. Just why don't let him. You smoke weed before you get into a boxing match. Just don't let him connect, bro. You're going to be good. <laughs> if you connect. That's how you know, like. This was just for sport. Yeah. The coldest part about the show was Snoop Dogg. That's what I heard. That's Snoop, yeah, Snoop Dogg killed that shit. Yeah. Awesome. Snoop Dogg entertained everybody. Hmm. And I didn't pay for that shit, man. I watched that shit on somebody else live. That's so how you do it. <laughs> I didn't pay for none of that shit. Oh, bootlegging ass. Man, bootlegging. live. Live as a bitch, man. <laughs> Motherfuckers said they going live. Go live. Just keep your phone on TV. <laughs> Just keep your phone on TV, please. Oh, I cash out like you. 50 bucks, man? 50 cent cash out. Man, I'm not paying no 50 cent, no 50 bucks for that shit. <laughs> Hell no, man. I don't even care about it that much. That's the thing, like, cause this thing after the fight they go they go post the highlights yeah, all over the shit. Then I can watch it on YouTube. I can watch it on World Star. Like, mm-hmm. it don't make no sense, man. Like, uh, now what they should start doing, like, like if they streamed it to where like you got a chair, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be different. Like, then I may pay fifty bucks. Like, if I have my like own the chair. NBA? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm watching it from that chair. Like, my camera is, like, from that chair. Like, that's different. I feel extremely important. Hell yeah, I want to feel like I'm in there if I'm paying 50 bucks. <laughs> it's like concerts. Like, sometimes, like, I feel like I, I can have a better experience having the concert at the house than having the concert <laughs> at the actual concert. Nah. For real. I don't like being there at the concert. Nah, like, I got a nice, you know, I got this nice sound there's system. There's nothing like being there at the concert. Like, really mm. seeing somebody that, Man. you know, whose music you know. Like, it was nothing like a Mary J. Blige concert. Man. Like, I would relive that ten times to see Auntie Mary perform mm. again live. Me? I'm gonna turn the lights off. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a motherfucking bottle of Jack, oh, some geez. Pepsi. I'm gonna make me a couple of glasses. I'm gonna put on that motherfucking live album. You are such an uncle. Turn it up real loud, and I'm at the concert. Yeah. Yo. So this morning we woke up to. What did we go to? Funk Master Flag. Oh, yeah, he wildin', man. Being lipo on <laughs> Instagram. That boy wildin'. Wu Tang playing in the background. Tell me he was up during the process. <laughs> yeah, you can stay awake. That's what I was looking into <clears throat> at first, was like staying awake. <clears throat> but knock me out, please. I don't want to feel a pinch. I don't want to hear, because the sound is going to creep me out. I'm going to jump up off the table. So let me just, just let me, just rock me asleep and wake me up when it's over. Man, I don't understand that, y'all. Like, I ain't got nothing against nobody, man. But me, as a man, I would never, ever, ever get lipo, man. You don't think it's that serious? No, I can go work out. What, uh, what were the men doing before me? Like, you got to remember that, y'all. Like, that was men before me. That was soldiers before me. And what they do? They had to work out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I really feel like cosmetic is like plastic surgery is like for women. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like as a man, it's like you can't go get no fake muscles. I mean, you, you can, can, you can, you can, but they don't really work. You know what they I'm saying? They don't, they don't make you strong. Extended. Man, now <laughs> that's a man that that's different. Like, that's you know what I'm saying? Different? Yeah, like, like you know what I'm saying? If a nigga feel like he needed some. He's like he's lacking. 
Yeah, if he lacking, you know, go get your dick extended, you know. That's but like, nasty. it just gets to a point to like. Even that's deep. It's like though, like that's even deeper than Michael. But how is that deep? No, that's no, deep. no, no. Like you got a artificial. I don't know how they extend it, but this is not what you were born with. Like maybe God intended for you to have a little dick. Maybe you you wouldn't know how to act. You know, if no. you had a big dick. Uh-uh. So, like, that to me is, like, extremely like No, I can't go, can't be that way. Like, if that's the same way with a woman with no ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, if God wants no. you to have some ass, he would have gave you some that's ass. That's not true. Yeah, he would have gave you the ability to work out some ass. between, ads. like, you know. A man can't even work out his dick. He can't work he out can. his dick. Maybe uh, he can. You I mean, you can work out your dick, but you can't, like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, I don't know if it's going to grow, like, how, you know, you won't get results. But if you can go out there, like, you know what I'm saying, say you got four inches. And you can go out there and buy you nine inches to make that 13 inches now. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the what's the perfect size penis? Like, what are you going know. there? Like, I I not you, babe, but like, I'm talking about. Uh, man, I'm talking about you, babe. I'm just saying that, like, if a man go into the office, though, he'd be that's like, that's what I'm you saying. Know what I'm like, saying? somebody like, somebody likes your size, so like, why would you like tell the doctor like put an extendo on my dick? Like, somebody out there, like everybody don't want no fucking sh- uh, third leg ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Now that's the thing now. And if you lack it in dick size, then like hopefully you are you're compensating in other areas. Right. Yeah, I figure it out. You know what I'm saying? That's not all about that. Right. You're totally right. It's not always about the penis. Now I'm worried about thinking you want them, but <laughs> like I'm what? Like you you gotta be like uh, I'm not really tripping about dick size because my man got a little penis. <laughs> man, listen, we don't gotta even. We ain't got to even talk about that. But, good over here. Okay? But, well, you know what I'm saying? Very I'm just good. saying that, like, if a man, like, if a man feel like, you know what I'm saying, he want to get him some extra length, and, you know, it's not nothing good, he feel like, you know, the, the woman feel like it's going to hurt her, then, you know, shit. You know how, hey, how much do they charge for that? Like, yeah. some, like, probably getting a dick extension, probably, probably like, for a child. Let's look it up. Look it up. Okay. And then, what you think? Why you looking it up? What you think about uh, now? This is the crazy shit. Now, women getting dicks. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, yeah, like when they women want to be a man and they flip themselves out and they flop their pussy out and make it a dick. You ever heard of that? Um. Okay. So first of all, a penis enlargement enhancement. Is about fifteen thousand dollars. What? It's now 15? that's way more than the BBL. You know what? That's <laughs> what I'm saying because they, they they know that if they in heart if they like a BBL is like you know it's gonna uplift the woman. It's gonna make her look like. Can you imagine how risky like, that is? Like you I know, wonder God. if you are yeah, still but, able to have kids. But uh, motherfucking, they know like when they give a nigga a dick. That can really change, change a, your life. Yeah, a it BBL. Can fuck your life up. A BBL can change somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? The BBL a can change BBL can, can change a woman's life if her self esteem mm. is a hundred percent reliant on her outside exterior. Now, if you base your self esteem on how big your ass is, then yeah, like it may fuck your life up. Like if you're not already <laughs> intact mentally, like and know who yourself, who you for real, oh, who you sure. are as a woman, then getting a fat ass is going to like be your detriment. It's gonna blow your mind because you're not even gonna know how to act to react to. So you'll be walking funny. You'll be walking funny. You just gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna be so gassed the fuck up. Like it's gonna be sad. You know, if you don't really know who you are, and you basically like, oh my ass is just gonna, like, it could really fuck your life up. So, what's how is gonna fuck up guys' life if you get a bigger penis? Because it can like. He I know never, the answer. He never knew what it was. He, huh? I know the answer, but I want to see what you're He saying. never knew what it was to have a big dick. So, like, he could just be, you know, just reckless with his dick now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you could fuck around and get AIDS and STD because, like, you're just so happy to be sticking your dick 
now that it's big and women like you don't even you're reckless with it. A same thing with a woman with That's a what big I'm saying. Ass. Like I what like okay, so But, whatever, but, but the the biggest thing that that's gonna really fuck with a man and it's gonna change about a man and that is deadly is fucking deadly is his pride. That's what's go that's that's why they charge him fifteen thousand dollars. Because they know that pride is a motherfucker, man. And they know that if I can give this man a hundred percent more pride, because if the nigga got a bigger dick, nigga just go feel way better about himself. But, like no what? I mean I know you're speaking from like, you know, on behalf of your species, <laughs> but like I don't know nobody who wants a small dick. Nobody like, wants a small dick. Like, but like, that's if probably girls. A small dick, then like some girls be some you'll be some no. some women don't want niggas with big dicks. Like they don't want they shit then you know, not at all. Now, all not, not at all. Now, this is what those women. Be, this was what those women women want. They just want to tip. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't want the whole dick. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. But a woman would love for. What if you know one night she wants? You know she's extra wet and she wants him to go deeper. She wants to feel <laughs> what it's like. And yes, if the nigga, you would rather have more dick to give true. than not dick this is to true. give. But if you, that's why you gotta find you somebody that just love you for you. Like, I love you. It won't, it's penis small and all. I love you. Long. Yeah, if you find somebody who love you for you, that's that's you a beautiful things. thing. Like, if you got a little dick, then you gotta be nice with your tongue. Period. You gotta be nice with your tongue. Yeah. That's what it is. And have a lot of they have a lot of money. <laughs> so. <laughs> you, I'm just saying, you overcompensate. Do it Because when she get mad, she going to call you a little dick nigga. Damn. And then that's going to shrink you. <laughs> Damn. Even more. Yeah, nigga, feel that shit. Niggas, niggas, you don't feel that shit. That's why dudes be killing women. That's why they be killing women? Hey, bitch, call me so I have your last dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, go ahead, bitch. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Uh, but that's what it is. It's pride. Like, niggas gonna get some whole new pride. Do you think... Okay. I know. But do you think that men... From... Just if you had to guess, do you think a man with a small dick is... Has a chip on his shoulder? If the nigga, like you said, if he can eat pussy good, if he can eat pussy good, or if but even that, you yeah if yeah yeah if a nigga still if a nigga still get bitches, he could be one of those niggas just because they still get bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like they could be, you know what I'm saying? Thinking like you know they're the man. Just cause I, I get bitches, it could be cause like I got money. You know, it could be any of that, but they're not really fucking the bitches. Like, the bitches just fucking them just because. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting fucked. You're not fucking. Yeah, that that happens, you know what I'm saying, sometimes. Jesus. Uh, She's, I mean, she's like, yes. She's real out here. I mean, niggas, some niggas don't care about that. I want y'all to, this is the Get Up show. I am here for the comments. I'm, I'm gonna post this. I want the women to comment. <laughs> when, <laughs> tell your story when you was a nigga didn't fuck you. You fucked him. <laughs> I wanna hear. Bro, I'm sure that shit happened. All the whole time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Whew, that's heavy. Heavy. Heavy out in the streets. <laughs> it's over here, marriage world, man. Enjoying it. Enjoy the clouds. Love what I got. Yeah, that's what it is to get married, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate each other. Yeah. All that. Your own human being. Hopefully they let you know. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Nobody. Yeah. Anyway. I, I shoot people. <laughs> uh-huh.
we're gonna move on to Miss Malato. What was that? Um, the Atlanta rapper. She's oh, from the, the rap, rap gang. Look, kid. She's not a little kid anymore. How old is she? Like 20, 21. So she must have been 20 back then because I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, you little rap guy. That was, she was like 15. No, no man, that was not no six years ago. No, yes, yes it was, babe. No, okay, that was not that long ago. So she just can't, sis, just can't catch a break these past few weeks. So a Vlad interview resurfaced. And she was asked, does she identify as black? And she answered by saying that she identifies. I posted it on Ghetto and Godless Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she identifies as biracial. That's, she's right. Uh, mulatto even mean that. Mulatto, and mulatto is a derogatory term. Oh. Technically, it's a derogatory term. How? Okay, let's Google Mulatto. Google it. Look it up. Watch this shit. It's only like, that's what I'm saying. People got their opinions and shit, man. They should keep them shits to themselves sometimes. But even as she's right, like, she's black and white. Like, I can't be black. I mean, who wants to be white? Like, I mean, I'm sorry about that white folks. I mean, but, like, if I was mixed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would definitely identify as being biracial. You know what I'm saying? Like, and me, like, to be honest with y'all, like, I actually, I, I'm, like, biracial. Like, I like country music. You're I like, not biracial. You are very Brooklyn black, Okay. I got what, like five percent Ireland and Irish in me. You are a nigga. No, I am not. I am a human. Uh, you are a nigga. A human Good. being. Okay, so mulatto by definition, now sometimes offensive. The first generation offspring of a black person and a white person. Yeah, I mean, but she's probably not even a fucking first generation offspring, but she's mixed. That's what well, you're technically, trying to say. she is because her daddy is black and her mom is white. Uh, but so who's she's the first generation um, biracial person? Oh, I see what you're saying now. It's like the mom and dad was the, the black. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I got you now. No, that's cool then. And that's like I don't even look at that like derogative. Like this is why I look at it like derogative. I'm just reading to me, like stuff. I feel you, but mm-hmm. to me, derogatory is like bitch, hoe. <laughs> and you just know what I'm saying. You use those words all the time. I do. But you know that ain't her name. But it ain't mulatto. It ain't bitch. Mulatto bitch. It ain't the whole mulatto. You know what I'm saying? You know it ain't none of that. It's well, it don't have to be mulatto. bitch or hoe to be derogatory. Like nigger is derogatory. But it ain't the nigger mulatto. It ain't even like that. Is derogatory. But she so so it's just like so. I just feel like you know. Biracial, what? But what if her name was rap? My name was biracial. That would be worse. The mulatto. I feel like I feel like mulatto's smoother than biracial. I think what rubbed people the wrong way was um, when she was asked that. It was like, no, like I'm. I don't know. It was how how she came across, and on top of that, she has been accused of being a colorist and of calling her. hairstylist or makeup artist uh orangutan so like i think shit like that is just like well at some point like so you never bagged on nobody i never called him a, a, a monkey she you know bad i mean orangutan is a monkey orangutan, that's what I'm saying. i mean but she just I mean, bad different she, she bad here, she one of the people you want to fight but she one of the people that bad you want to fight and her per her purse probably want to fight it because she worked for her Right, I well, feel you. I was but on get the, back, as a dark skinned woman, get, I was on the other. But you're no, 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 no. Yeah, you, you're dark and beautiful. No, so no, it's but different. I'm just saying, as a ch- kids don't understand beauty at that. You know, when they're kids. So Fuck if, if kids. you're. <laughs> 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 so when you're at that age and you're dark skinned and because society and European beauty standards paint this picture of what's beautiful and what's not, and this is back to slavery, you know, with being a house nigga and a field nigga, then, you know, you kind of, this just shit is embedded. So, yeah, I've dealt with being called all types of derogatory dark names or whatever the case is, but I fight niggas. 
That's the thing, man. Like, you know, we all, you know, we all dark skin. And, you know what I'm saying? We all are. Not, we are. I'm talking about me in this room. Me oh, okay. and you. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So, in that saying, you know, it's, it's shit niggas don't say it. I don't give a fuck. You know what no, I'm saying? I, like, I don't give a fuck at this point in life. And this and the I thing, though. I give a fuck for and, a long time. And, and this the thing. The key is this. Let me tell you. When I hear, when I'm listening to a radio song or a song on YouTube, I'm listening to Billie Eilish. Billy Eilish, you know Billy Eilish, you know who that is. I think I'm saying her name right. Mm-hmm. That shit sound like some pop Billy Eilish shit. Isn't she a rapper? No, she a singer. Okay. And then when I heard Mulatto, bitch from the south, that sound like some nigga shit and, and to me. So, so 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 that's what I'm saying. She answered her own questions. You ain't you ain't gotta worry about. What people go think you affiliate with black motherfucker? Like when I heard bitch from the south, mm-hmm. I ain't no, ain't no, ain't no motherfucking no white Irish person is sure saying that mm-hmm. that you are a motherfucking bitch from the south. Like I know you like bitch from the south. Like bitch, you out of Miami? Bitch, you from Atlanta? Bitch, you from the south? Bitch, you from the farm? You ain't from the you ain't come out the house saying bitch I'm out the south. <laughs> but that's just what how I feel about it. So and I think that's the problem. It's like you make black music for black people, and then when you're asked, you identify as black, you're like, no, I'm biracial. It's like, well, shit, the white, when, but I mean, when, like, when, when you gonna show us your white side? If To be honest with you, if she feel like that, this is what it is. But if she feel like, if she feel like that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she fight that, she's just getting paid off of it. But I don't, I don't really feel like that's what Mulatto is. I feel like she just probably got weak PR. But I feel like Mulatto mama probably was one of the white women, you know what I'm saying, that fuck with, you know. And they still listen. And I say this all the time, congregation. You can still be a fucking Karen and. And like and want and fuck black dick. I don't know that. Period. Every, every the white women I know that fuck with black women black turn into a, turn. I mean that fuck with black men turn into real motherfucking bunnies. You know what I'm saying for their clothes. Like <laughs> like like you know what I'm saying like them bitches like not to call them bitches or nothing but they love their family. You know what I'm saying like cross their family for a motherfucker. Like that's what I'm talking that's about. So the other side. I know a couple of white women that um. With black men, and it was kind of like the same situation. Like, yeah, black when they around black people, but mm-hmm. when I'm around my whites, I'm gonna be white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I'm around Becky, Karen, and Jake, I don't know about that one. I got, you know, I got different experience with shit. Mm-hmm. I just find it problematic because kids really look up to her. I've never heard of this collateral song in my life, but um. Yeah, I think that's problematic. I got you. What's the next one we got? Miss Problem Living. Hey, Miss, we got 49. We got 43 minutes. Oh, damn. Yeah. Exactly. 43 minutes in. Okay, so now we're going to dig into the show. No role models. So first we're going to go into what a role model is by Google definition. A role model is a person whose behavior, example, or success can be emulated by others, especially by younger people. The term role model is credited to the sociologist Robert K. Merton, who coined the phrase during his career. Mm. Urban Dictionary. Mm. Um, Someone that cares enough to set a good example for kids to look up to. Someone who strives to be a decent human being. Mm. Do you think those those definitions are accurate? Yeah, cause ain't nobody perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. So all you can do is try, and if you can lead by example, you know you have a path that someone else can follow, or you experience something that you know someone else can relate to and that can help them get through it. Cause you got through it, then definitely mm-hmm. can share your experience, and it can definitely mentor someone to be a role model for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did. Strives to be a decent human being. Like I, what's a decent human being? Decent is you try to do right. You know what I'm saying. You try to do right. You try to be right when you have to, when you can. And you know what I'm saying. If you fuck up, 
you learn from your fuck up, you fix it, and you can try to back do right. Like, that's it. That's all we can ask from you. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody perfect. So, you're going to make fucking choices out of circumstances. You're going to make, you know what I'm saying? You're going to make maybe bad decisions. Ain't nobody perfect. So, we understand nobody's that. Nobody's perfect. But how you fix that, how you bounce back from that, that's what that's what shows, you know what I'm saying, your character. Did you have any role models growing up? Of course. I had tons of role models. You know tons. what I'm saying? Tons. Tell, do tell about these tons of role models they you had know, Lincoln Center. Uh, I want to say like necessarily. Like, I mean, like in Lincoln Center, like Lincoln Center, the projects. Yeah, that's why she like said it like that. In Lincoln Center, I had like a lot of people who like you know what I'm saying they 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 protected me by like you know keeping me away from bullshit. You know what I'm saying keeping me out of bullshit. And then I had okay, other people. Okay, okay. So let me stop you. But if we are by definition identifying role models, mm-hmm. okay, so. Who is someone that strives to be a decent person? Who is someone whose behavior, example, or success can be emulated by others? Mm. We're going by definition. Not somebody who is a protector. Oh, okay. Going by definition, then, um, you know, I had, like, you know, coaches who uh, came into the hood, picked me up, you know, and introduced me to their teams, you know, and gave me the ability to showcase my skills. If they, my coaches had like jobs, they had families, you know what I'm saying? And they were working men and they really showed me, you know, that I could be a working man. So they, they showed me a path of something I could be doing. And then they showed me of something I could be productive by helping other young kids behind me by teaching them the skill that they was teaching me, which was basketball. Mm-hmm. So do you want to be a coach? Of course. There's a part of me, you know what I'm saying? Once I get to where I want to be in have my team the way I want to, yeah. I definitely would like to coach. But yeah, I'm not at that place in my life now. But I definitely have the tools and I have the knowledge to coach. And I'm thinking about it. It's coming up because my nephews are growing up fast. So it's definitely coming up. Gang, like, y'all gang. That, to me, it's fucked up. Like you could have, I could have avoided a whole, you know, whole years of situations of renting when I knew if I knew how the ropes of how to buy a home. No, you right. Like shit like that is just like it's weird to me. And then, and then they look back like, well, you, sh- you know, you don't need like what the fuck? Who showed me? Because my parents didn't didn't own shit. Right. But, you know, in life, like, that's why I tell everybody, man. I feel like a bought lesson is the best lesson because you pay for that motherfucker. Just don't keep learning it. Don't keep hitting your head. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's why I'm so, um, I'm so proud of the woman that I am today because, like, she wasn't easy. She wasn't sweet. But I'm, I, I'm a damn good 
woman, sister, wife, business woman. Damn good. Damn good. So, like, nobody can tell me because I really got this shit out the mud. Like, nobody showed me anything. Even even now with owning my own business, like, I'm figuring shit out along the way because there was no blueprint for me to follow. Right. The only entrepreneur that I knew was my dad. But guess what? You can tell your story now. Oh, absolutely. You can tell your story. Mm-hmm. See, can nobody take that from you? Right. Can nobody right. take that experience from you? I'm grateful for that. Like I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not crying about it. Like, you know, like I'm, I get shit done. Like, you done? That's what it is. Um. So yeah, you said your coaches were role models. Yeah. You have any role models like in your household? I mean, I have my cousin. Like, my cousin was one of my big role models. You know what I'm saying? He was actually like a father to me too. Like, you know what I'm saying? He actually got out there. He didn't really make a lot of excuses. He just really got to it and made shit happen. Like, and it really changed, changed like, the dynamic, the dynamics of our family. And, like, helped us out to a point where we did have someone we can go to if we did have, you know, an issue where we didn't have that person before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy that shit happened, man. Like, that shit's, like, real, though. Like, real. And then, like, it's even more crazy like, the shit that I know now, you know what I'm saying? I find out later. Yeah. Like, as a kid, like, if I really knew this shit then, like, man, like, whoa. But, but now you can tell your story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's just crazy, like, man, if I really knew, like, mm-hmm. like my real story, like, you know, who my dad was and who my daddy is because he's still alive and all this shit, like, it would have been, like, it would been crazy. You think so? Yeah, I, I, just, knew. You know, I mean, I, I knew. I mean, my mom, like I said, my mom told me, but I didn't know for sure. Like, I didn't have no blood test. You know what I'm saying? This guy wasn't claiming me. You know, he wasn't looking for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not going to be looking for him. Like, that's that's just me. Like, I was that type of kid. Like, you could tell me, like, this guy was my dad. But if I reached out to him or if I felt like, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't showing me any interest or showing me any concern, like, why do I? Why would I be concerned with him? And my grandma, and that's how my grandma raised me. That's how she'd be too. You know what I'm saying? She'd be like, "Why would you? Why are you trying to call him? He ain't trying to call you." Well, I think your grandma had other <laughs> intentions. Of course. With but, that, and then I think she, she kind of wanted to keep you like how she wanted you to be. Right, and I don't really think my grandma knew either. Though, like I said, like you know what I'm saying. All she knew was Stanley came down there. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to give me some money. He go give me this Stanley check. Is who his, Stanley Miller. His mom told him was his dad. Yeah. And yeah, Stan came down there and gave me a check. So my grandma wasn't tripping about that. You know, she's like, see, um, somebody helping me out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so if it's motherfucking Stan, it's Stan. That's what it is. You don't really like just your grandmother. Yeah. But my grandma, like, she is like a strong, my grandmother's a strong black woman. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? She, yeah, she definitely, you know what I'm saying, protected me. And, you know, went through battles. But even trying to, like, explain shit to me when I didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I, I still, to this day, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna say to this day, like, I don't understand it. I know what she was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I I really appreciate her for, like, keeping me out of a lot of shit. Because it could be saving my life. You would have been in the system. You would have been, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They probably been joining them. You know? Yeah, a lot, a lot of my, a lot of my friends, a lot of my cousins, like they went, they locked up, they got locked up in prison, like straight up. I just get teary eyed, just like, damn, like that was God, like you guys, like that right there, like you, this shows you, like your, your purpose, yeah, it's so big because look at your story. <laughs> we yeah. talk about my story, like, look at your story. Yeah, it's to be in crazy sometimes, like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm about to watch a movie one day, or like kind of movie. I said, like, time. We'll put this on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm throw it on Netflix. So, do you think that you would have turned out different if you had your dad, if you had, like, that direct male role model? Man. Your brother is, like, your brother is, like, a successful attorney. Yeah. I think, I think I probably would have turned out a lot different. Like, I, to be honest with you, like, the way I am, like, I probably would have, like, either, like, followed behind, like, my dad or I would have followed behind my brother. Because, like, they already know the the ropes, you know what I'm saying? So it would have been easy for me just to, like, follow behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, like I either been a lawyer or I got into, like, you know what I'm saying, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. 
And I almost did get law enforcement anyway. I almost got into that shit until they told me I had to be a cop. I ain't want no fucking cop. Yep, I wanted to go straight straight to being detected. Yep, straight to being detected. I wanted to I wanted to help people. Like that's why I, I always knew I wanted to help people. Like that's what I want to do. I don't want to cause nobody a problem, put nobody over. If a motherfucker over here terrorizing some you know neighborhood or terrorizing a certain side of town or terrorizing the the, side, the the city, I wanted to go fix that shit and solve that shit and get his ass off the street. Yeah. Sixteen and pregnant. Sleep with a lot of men. Like I never, like I never found value in like niggas trying to holler at me. Like that shit don't it didn't mean nothing to me. Like, mm-hmm. like, that shit don't move me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm just unique in that way. No, you are. My baby says she's unique in that way. So I mean, I, needless to say, like your parents. Or not, were they not role models? Uh, I mean, not, 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 you know what I'm saying, not internally. You know what I'm saying? Externally, my pops, you know what I'm saying? He was, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't really know he was my pops. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, just looking back on everything, like, yeah, thinking about it. Like, with knowing that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But my mom, nah, my mom, mom wanted to do anything, like, Role model work, like I mean, like you know what I'm saying, like that's shit crazy, like so somebody even feel like that to say that, but like <laughs> my mom just you know she thinks like life is a game, like you know it's just like it's like almost like it's whatever with her. Um, I think in terms of like my parents, my mom, and my dad, my, their strengths, that's what they had. like to overcome. Like my dad is from Watts, like he was, you know, there during the Watts riots. South Central LA, like my mom's from San Bernardino, you know, fell victim to to crack early on. So I think that, you know, my parents, as far as like they strength to like overcome and still be here, like I admire that, you know, because a lot of people like didn't make it out, dead in jail, you know, just not in their right mind. So I admire that about them, their strength to overcome. Right. Still function, be productive. Be productive. Figure it out. Get a crazy check. <laughs> and like, at least get paid for that shit. That's the key. You know what I'm saying? If I'm crazy, let me figure out how to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, last question. What do you think about, like, kids looking to role models, looking to find a role model on social media? Like, is it dangerous? Is it, you know, something that they should be doing? Um, Man. Something that's just natural because 
kids on social media? Right. And do you think that it's the people that are providing the content? Do you think it's their responsibility to to be mindful that, hey, there may be some young knucklehead looking up to you, you know, as a role model? I mean, to me, um, uh, I feel that, I know I'm mindful, you know what I'm saying, but I definitely feel like, you know what I'm saying, if you're, a position, if you're in a position of power, you got a platform, you definitely should be mindful, but I know everybody's not going to be, you know, that's what it is, it's part of life, and um, another thing, what, you, what was the other question you asked? Um, yeah, there's like three of them, yeah, there's like three of them. Um, uh, well, Yeah, so But I think that's a lot of pressure for because we're all going through our own shit. Right. So I think it's a lot of pressure to feel like I can't even go through my own shit because I have kids watching me mm-hmm. and looking up to me because it's not just your response. It's not your responsibility at the end of the day. And, you know, but it is your responsibility. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, kinda, it's, it's tough. It's hard. It's tough. But, you know, that's the job. Like, and some people do it responsibly. Some people don't. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't give a damn. I think you have to provide a balance. So, I think that, of course, there's a lot of naked shit going on on Instagram and TikTok. And a lot of bitches shaking ass. And, you know, a lot of, like, um, you know, and music or promiscuity is being um, promoted. You know, eating box and sucking dick. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that shit, doing drugs, like, I think that, you know, it's, it's all of that, but I think if you have, um, say friends with your artist, and you have a kid, you know, some kids listening to your music, and they have social media, and you're on social media, I think that it's important for you to show as an artist, like, this is music. Right. Do not emulate mm. what I'm rapping or singing about, nah. about because this is not real life. That takes the power out. That takes the fun out. Or it, or I don't know. Or maybe like I just had enough. I listened to, I listened to Little Kim and Foxy Brown growing up, but I also listened to Queen Latifah. So. And I listen to Snoop Dogg, like I listen to Chronic to the Chronic album, like so. I don't know, but I just had enough sense to know, like, oh, this is music. So I'm not gonna go out here and, you know, go oh, suck so some dick and swallow. You know what I'm saying? Like what Little Kim is talking about, because I know that this is music. Right. But maybe I had an insight because I grew up around music. Right. Like, and my parents didn't, like, sugarcoat shit for me. It may be a difference, so I didn't touch you like that. But maybe it was somebody who was influential, who, you know what I'm saying, she was like, shit, I gotta go suck that, like, like the Kim. Like, I gotta go that, the Kim. They, they calling me the Kim. Like, hey, so, already. in that situation, like, who failed her? I would say, you know. Her parents? It could be her parents, but sometimes it's not even the parents' fault. Sometimes the girl just want to be, like, on the edge, sometimes like she just get caught by that bad energy, you know. I don't know. I think it's just, it's just, it's just like it's some daddy issues. And, and like you said, it takes the, it takes. What did, what did you say? It takes the the, the person. The impact. Yeah. You said it takes the impact. So yeah, little Kim never came on stage and said like, I really don't like that y'all. Like I'm just rapping. Mm-mm. But I knew that. You know. There's no power in that. But we know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I. I I guess this is like an open-ended question. Like, I know it's my responsibility. I feel responsible personally because I have nieces, and I know they look up to me. Right. So I think that it's important to to show that you can be smart, you can be a business owner, and you can be fly as fuck, and you can be a good wife, and you could cuss like a fucking sailor, mm-hmm. and you can say how you mean it. And you can still be a decent person. And I can pray and, and twerk with the best of them. You know, it's about providing the, the balance, not just showing them the twerk. 
but showing them I get money too. I got you. In a real way. So that's what that's what being a decent human being is. I think I think my takeaway is is from being a robot is being a balanced human being. Of course, like you gotta take that. I, I don't. So that would be my definition. The like, good with the bad. About human beings. Like when like even when I say my coaches, like like my coaches would like always be open with us. Like they would tell us about, you know, things in the past. Like my coach told me about stuff in the past with you know, that he experienced and what he went through with women, you know what I'm saying, all that. You know what I'm saying? So he was like kinda like a mentor too, because he was relating to me in a different way. So I knew I didn't want to have those issues that he had. So I know if I didn't want to have those issues I have to go a different path. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that segment. <clears throat> we're introducing a new segment. We did this about two weeks ago, or two shows ago. Um, and we're just outlining songs that inspire us. This week, we are outlining J. Cole, No Role Models. Um, I think the title just speaks for itself. No Role Models. Um, you know, I think Role Models a heavy... It's a heavy title. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. I, and that's one of my favorite songs by J. Cole. So, mm, I think it's just talking about the women and the niggas. He feel like he got a platform. So, I'm not using a platform that I keep me to promote positivity and promote further advancement positivity. in the culture. Positivity <laughs> and further advancement in the culture. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. I think, you know, like I said, but I'm different, so I listen to it. I'm different. I'm different. Yeah. You're different. All right. So what's the moral of the story, Dr. Key? The moral of the story is respect yourself, love yourself, so that you can share that love with someone else. (laughs) That's the moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. You know me, I keep it smooth, keep it smooth like a tropical smoothie going down your throat. And tropical smoothie ain't paying me for that spot, so you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't go over there, but (laughs) it is what it is. I think my moral of the story, congregation, is that, you know, just let's take out the role model topic. Um, you know, let's just, you know, just focus on being a balanced human being, mm. i.e. ghetto and godly, you know, mm. it, it takes, it takes a little bit of both to make the world go round, okay? Mm. So, you know, just allow, allow people, especially these kids to see, to, you know, see all parts of you, the good, the bad, the ugly, or the business-minded, all of that. Mm. Okay. All right, congregation. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Ghetto and Godly. Let's keep the conversation going with your favorite co-host, Auntie Mimi. And Dr. Key. Remember to always be good to yourself. And be good to me. And one another. (laughs) Until next time, congregation. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Y'all.